Greetings, fellow slingers. Welcome back to World of Hard 20 Podcast. It is I, your trusted handler, Brian, welcoming you once again to the Digital Rage Room. And who do I have with me behind the virtual eye of destiny? Well, I have none other than our hard slingers of your Samwise and Tone Dog, as we bring to you our Delta Green scenario, Sweetness. We sat down for five hours, over five hours, to record this, this beautiful scenario written by Dennis Detwiller. And let me tell you, we got five episodes out of it, and we'll be dropping them to you directly. In this episode, they reactivate their agents, Polly Adesso and Ichimaru Kimura, as they investigate a family that has had a, a graffiti mark put on their door that the program has determined has hypergeometric connotations. They need to get there because shit's going to hit the fan and a family could be in danger. Remember, if you like what you're listening to, be sure to leave us that five-star rating and review on whatever podcast app you listen to the show on. or on Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Podcasts, and also on Audible. You can check us out on YouTube so you can actually watch the hard slingers of yours as we play together. I know before it was always uh, an audio podcast, and it still is, but if you actually want to see what these guys look like and see how we, we interact via the virtual eyes of destiny, then check us out. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss another one of our shows. Don't forget to get caught up on the archives. Go to the website at uh, rollofheart20podcast.com. We have all of our old Delta Green episodes there, so you can get caught up there as well. Well, the only thing left to do is to warm up your dice and top off your glass as Roll the Hard 20 Podcast presents episode one of our sweetness run through. Enjoy everybody. I'm seeing it fine. Okay. I'm seeing it fine also. All right. I'm leaving it. I like it this way. Let me be. <laughs> Looks good. Shit, yeah. Love that that logo. My uh it'll be a great shirt. My artist created such a logo. Right. I get a gold coin for that. Needed a balloon. <laughs> Tone, it's nine o'clock there. Are you drinking yet? Yes, I'm drinking coffee. Oh, I'm having coffee and a, a soda pop. <laughs> and a soda, coffee and a soda now. Damn. See, I was going to bring some ginger ale. 12, I will. Okay. I'm counting down your time then. Like I was telling Tone <laughs> earlier, uh, yeah, I really don't get nervous when I'm running the other show. And it's not that I'm nervous now. I'm just giddy. Like when we would Excited. get yeah, like what we would get before we go to the cabin, like the night before. Get that, that yay, I can't wait. <laughs> Fuck all you guys. Gotta feel like that all the time, man. I know, right? Well, gotta start drinking <laughs> a little earlier, Tone. Are we ready? Yeah. We're ready. Yeah, here it is. Okay. I kept losing my fucking character sheet. I'd open something up, and it's like, well, now where's the damn character sheet? Okay, so I got it. I'm all set. It's saved. The... I think we're all ready to go. Okay. How's that on the mic? That was loud. Way to go, my liege. <laughs> are you ready? Ready. 
<laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> I'm always ready. <laughs> Greetings, fellow slingers. Welcome back to Roll the Hard 20 podcast. It is I, your trusted handler, Brian, welcoming you to another session of our Delta Green scenario playthrough. And as always, I have with me the hard slingers of your Samwise, Tone Dog. Let me yeah. hear it. Yeah. Yeah. God damn. Hey. Welcome to the digital rage room behind our virtual Eye of Destiny. Holy crap, if this isn't a testament to us wanting to play an awesome game. I mean, here we got Tone on the West Coast, me on the East Coast, Sammy riding right up between the mud flaps. We are happy to be here. <laughs> Nothing like three troublesome states to uh, complete the conspiracy of Delta Green. And for your listening and viewing pleasure, because we are on World Hard 20 on YouTube, we present to you Sweetness by Dennis Detwiller. Ichimaru Kimura, Paulo Odesso. Your investigation of the Hunt Electrodynamics in Hellbend, California left the two of you scarred. For several weeks, each of you agents couldn't help but reflect on your experiences there. A large mosquito-like bug from another epoch jammed into an oversized pickle jar. A gold cube worth close to half a million dollars with unusual symbols on each of its sides and a gateway to who knows where or when that delivered a creature out of a nightmarish hell bent on killing you both. Each on your own have tried to force the memories down from your conscious mind, but Hellbent isn't your only memory fracturing your mind. There's the cabin in the mountains with what was hidden in some septic tank out back. There's a winged entity that you dealt with in Glenridge that had a fetish for spines. And then, of course, there's the one instance in each of your pasts that had brought you to the focal point of Delta Green. Something neither of you have actually told each other. Ichimaru Kimura. You find yourself shaken by the core of these things, and so you've resorted back to a way of life you've been trying to depart from, if only because it's familiar and you can control that part of your life. How's that been working out for you? <laughs> well, to be honest, it hasn't gone very well with the family, the sensei, and all that. Uh, been making contacts with some of my former colleagues uh, to find some sort of bond that uh, I had before, even though the bond was detrimental and not uh, working towards society or helping things out. Um, my training has not stopped. In fact, it's become even more, uh, again, almost to a detriment to my own health. But that's the only way that I can find that I can keep the horrors that are in my mind at bay is with rigid self-discipline um, the one thing that hasn't happened was the care, my Ichimura never has gone back to, you know, using substances or alcohols to blot out the memories. It, now it is all a pure focus of body and mind and will. Uh, but that has had a cost for, for family and for uh, teacher and for everything else. But at this point, this is what's holding me together. Paulie Adesso, 
Your life with your woman, Sana, and your child, Joachim, seems to be going well. In fact, it's never been better. At least that's what your woman would tell others if she was asked. But for you, the mask has not fallen, but you can see the cracks when you look at yourself in the mirror. You've sworn off the bottles, something that could have been a problem, a liability. And you've been working out rigorously, almost fanatically. Every time you get under the barbell, you can't help but remember that creature from another era looming over both you and Ichimaru back in that culvert in Hellbend. With Ichimaru in its maw and you and Makamura shooting at it, your finishing bullet remains constantly in your mind when you took that creature down. Perhaps you've been using your workout sessions to uh, mask the sweats you break out in throughout the course of the day as this thing comes back, remembering. Want to tell me a little bit about that? It's been a problem because uh, it's been keeping him awake at night, affecting his work, being since he's an intelligence analyst, the expectation that his work product be almost perfect has been crushing him, especially with the lack of sleep and raising a young son who doesn't sleep very much at night. Santa has been realizing that he's been a bit distant and been understanding. There's been more problems with his home because his mother is very upset that he hasn't married Santa. He figures if he's going to raise a family, he should be married, and this is a big problem. Although they've welcomed Joaquim into the family because he's their only grandson, it still puts a lot of strain around the holidays and other times when it comes up, which seems in Polly's estimation all the time. So the lack of sleep, the lack of performance, pressure from his above, and Santa's patience wearing thin has stretched him out. He's he's on the edge, anxious, irritated, oftentimes just on the edge of just wanting to snap and scream and yell and beat something into a, its component parts. Well, let's see if we can find some therapy for the two of you as we start this session off with a gold bloom for Aicha, either of you, each of you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know if you can see that. You can't see with this background. Here, we put it in front of my teeth on my eyes. There we go. Put them on your eyes. <laughs> gold bloom. You sure you're for not you. married, Polly? It sounds like you are. Yeah, well, <laughs> remember, she's from Norway. She worked in the embassy. So she's following the European model, which is we raise kids together. Marriage doesn't mean anything. Which is probably a superior model. <laughs> it know, means a stable family to me unit without the government involved. Well, Ichimaru, it's early morning and you're in the restroom of your house. You're washing off a, uh, a coat of crimson from your hands, a reminder of your work and the task you were completing last night. Something that you just can't seem to pull yourself out. When you hear the doorbell ring, I will approach the door. Uh, am I used to guess this early? No, you are not. In fact, okay. it's well, still be... oh dark thirty at this time. <clears throat> okay. Well, I still have my trusty Tonto with me, and uh, I assume that has some crimson on it as well. <laughs> it does. Uh, but uh, yes, I will. Uh, I will go to the door. I. I Nothing that I fear comes through doors. Uh, so, <laughs> the oh, man who can intimidate me has slip. not yet been born. <laughs> yeah. No, the monster that had me in its mouth, that's different. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll just you open the through door. the door. As you peek through the door, you don't see anybody standing out there. You see nothing out there. 
must be Amazon. Uh, okay, I'll open the door. You open the door and you see a lone FedEx envelope Close. slide into the into the foyer, having been left to lean against your door. As you pick it up and look at it, you notice that the mailing address and the return address are the same. They're your address. It's getting to me no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> One way or another. <laughs> uh, um, okay. And it's, and it's a large size envelope. Um, I should be more descriptive of this. It, it's probably about uh, 12 inches by 10 inches, maybe a quarter inch thick. It's a parcel type package. Okay. Am I used to getting anything like this or is this new? You do get packages like this every so often. Uh, you normally don't send yourself stuff though. That might be the odd thing. Okay. Well, uh, I'll, no sense in waiting. Let's open it up. Okay. As you open it up, you see contained within this, this parcel, a brochure. As you pull it out, you realize it's a real estate seminar brochure that says it's taking place at the Holiday Inn in Tampa, Florida, this coming Friday. You see that the front of this, on the, the front of this, brochure is a hand-drawn green triangle as you thumb through the Alrighty. brochure you notice an airline ticket fall out of the center fold of this departure time as you look at it says it leaves in just over two hours oh, good thing i'm all cleaned up almost <laughs> Polly. As you bring this morning's workout to a close in the garage and putting all your bars away, all your, your weights back where they belong, you hear the doorbell ring, followed by Sana saying, I got it. I'll get it. A few moments later, you hear the door open, close. And she says, Polly, I, I think there's something here for you. It's a, some kind of a package. Something again? Every time I turn around, see it is. some kind of Amazon package for you. More ammo? <laughs> <laughs> As you come around the corner, you see she's standing there. She's got a, a FedEx parcel in her hand. It's about 12 inches by 10 inches, about a quarter inch thick. And she's she's eyeballing it and looking at you. She's like, that's odd, Polly. Why, why would you send yourself something? I, I don't understand. No, that, that's from work. It has something to do with, with work. Don't worry about it. We do that for security purposes. Work again? You're not going to be taking off again, are you? Maybe, Maybe. sweetie. Maybe. We're just so happy to have you back, and it's just nice to, to see that we're finally getting in some kind of a routine. I know. I we're know. supposed to go to my mother's house later today. I understand. She's looking forward to seeing you. You know what the deal is. Yeah, my dad, my dad, he wants to see you too. Well, I'm sure that'll happen. Why don't you give me the package and I'll see what's going to go on. She reaches out and hands it to you. And as you grab it, she hangs onto her end of it. And she's like, don't forget, my brother will be there too. He looks up okay. to you. And she releases it. I'll open it up. Oh, I'll go back to the garage and open it. I was going to say, you open it in front of... Okay. <laughs> yeah. Out comes a guilt trip. 
<laughs> Pack your bags. <laughs> We're going on a guild trip. <laughs> so you retire back to the uh, to the garage where you open this up, and and you see within is a brochure to a real estate seminar taking place in Tampa, Florida, and in the upper right corner is a hand-drawn green triangle. As you make sure that nobody else is watching, you kind of thumb through it, and you notice that there's a an airline ticket that says it departs in just under two hours. Great. I go and tell Santa, well, sweetie, um, I hate to do this, but duty calls. This is a matter of national security, so you know I can't talk about it. I have to leave, and I have to leave now. And I apologize, and I will. Well, that's make it real up convenient, Polly. Now she's got baby in her arm, really giving it, singing it to you. That's <laughs> real like convenient, Polly. <laughs> she's kind of, kind of squeezing it by the cheek. Get a little, <laughs> some cries coming out of the baby. See, you've upset Let's the see. baby. You've upset the baby. She yells in its ear, and the baby starts crying. I, yeah, I suppose I got to come up with an, an excuse why you can't be there to uh for my parents again you know my you know my work you know what i do they'll understand they'll understand i just hope we're here for you when you get back grab a bag and start packing it up with clothing and stuff she just walks away walks into the one of the many rooms of this large house you, you provide for her saying how you don't think of her what a wonderful setting not only will I be going to risk my life, I won't even be able to claim credit for it. <laughs> <laughs> you find yourselves individually at LAX, whereas you check in through the little kiosk. I'd like for each of you to make a luck roll with your D20. Because this is roll D20, hard 20. All right. You got to roll the hard 20. What, now, uh, what number are we looking at, brother? What's that, brother? What's the, what's the number we're looking for? Yeah, high Just, or low. Just roll your dice. I hate you. I got an 11. Sammy. I got 17. 17. Ichimaru, as you're, you just finished checking in, you notice a familiar face enter LAX and head towards the airline which you are flying out of, which is Delta. <laughs> and you see Pauly as he begins to make his way toward you. Does he see me yet? Not yet. I'll, I'll just... So he's heading towards me? Well, he's heading towards one of the kiosks to check in. Oh, But okay. he has not seen you. You saw him before he came in. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can creep up on him. Okay. Do make a <laughs> stealth check stealth for me? Stealth check, yeah. Do I, do, do I get a perception check? Do I get a perception no. check to counter that? <laughs> yeah, go ahead and uh, make a search check. 20. Search check. Oh, jeez. 20 I infamously fail these. Yeah. Then 37, and I needed a 26, so I failed Okay, that. so he does not see you, Ichimaru. Okay. Uh, he's just busy checking his, checking in and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's a kiosk, right? There's not a, like, person there. Right. I mean, they have their little um, automaton individual that goes around, pretends that she's actually doing something to help check you in, which she really doesn't. But it's basically putting your your phone up to it, or actually with you, it'd be your ticket, putting your ticket up. And it spits out your boarding pass, 
Okay. Uh, he's still kind of fumbling around, texting while he's reaching for his boarding or for his ticket as well. All right, I kill him. No, <laughs> um, I, I walk up behind him. <laughs> I walk up behind him and say, uh, "Hey, shoot any good dinosaurs lately?" I make sure I say it nice and quiet enough to not alert people. Security. Oh, he <laughs> Peach, it's good to see you. I feel better about this already. <laughs> good to see you too, Paulie. It's been a while. How's how's the woman? Oh well, that didn't end so well. I had to leave, and she was not quite as receptive as I'd hoped or understanding. So you know how it is. Well, at least you know. What no, you're you don't. Do you know any more <laughs> about what we're doing than I do? <laughs> uh, yeah. So am I? Uh, normally, I, I, you know, on on these type of air flights. I would probably be used to being well on these missions. I'm used to being provided with the necessarily to necessary tools that I normally use a Tonto or a blade or things like that. Yeah. And, so and I assume I wouldn't be bringing this to the airport with me. Not this time. No. In fact, there was no allocation okay. for uh, anything other than a carry on. And you guys would probably know that in most cases, uh, when you're dealing with Delta green, they don't expect you to be staying long, no creature comforts or anything. It's basically get you get yourself mm -hmm. where you need to be. And usually they have whatever you'll need already provided for yeah. you to some some degree, whether it's uh, a nice suit to fit the profile, whatever you're going to be riding in, whether it's uh, the C CDC or FBI or NSA or, you know, journalistic aspects, they'll they usually provide credentials as well as something that you'll be wearing in that attire but you're not going to be carrying the uzi nine millimeter or the phase plasma rifle <laughs> none of that stuff hey paulie is there any uh, middle management around here you want to chastise for not knowing the the food chain <laughs> would be nice but i don't what see do you mean to carry on do you know who i am let me talk to your manager <laughs> with that your supervising ID, officer man, that was the free ticket to do yeah. anything I only got one Bischoff cookie on my Delta flight. I want two. <laughs> Listen, Utah. <laughs> there we go. So, Paulie, you have been reintroduced to each. You guys are due to be boarding within a few minutes. Eventually, you start hearing them calling you guys up by group, group A, B, C. Eventually, you guys find yourselves on the plane sitting next to each other. That way you don't have to worry about jockeying around or pretending that you want to sit next to the other when you really don't. Um, you guys are nestled in at that point. And it's a straight flight. It takes you right into Tampa International. After you guys arrive... next to us at all? No, ironically, the, the third seat is vacant. Um, it's just you two in we that We spend row. the time just catching up with each other then. We'd be talking about family, friends, what we've been doing in the intervening time. Uh, Probably talking I, about anything but what yeah. we're going to be doing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if you guys want we'll to find talk about that enough. before you land, let me know. and Feel free to, to bring that to the forefront. Well, being since we'd seen quite a bit, there's some trust there. So I'd be, it would be easy for... Polly to relate to each telling yeah man i've been having problems sleeping been tense been on edge can't get that freaking thing out of my mind you've been having the same problems let's just say i've been going back to some of my old family ways 
Does that work? <laughs> Does that help at all? It helps out as much as it hurts. So I'm back at zero, but zero is better than a negative. How's your sister? Whoa. Sui. <laughs> so, how's your sister? How's your wife? <laughs> uh, no, remember been... the last time, according to my notes, his sister was having some problems and he was helping her. And this was pulled, and then our last mission pulled him away from that. It seems that everyone is doing better. Uh, with the exception of one. And it seems that the sacrifice of, if I can, if everyone else can be doing well at the cost of one person not doing as well, I can bear that burden. And that's I don't know be... if I'm more of a help or a hindrance uh, in these people's lives because of missions just like this. <laughs> and that's the thing, yeah. I mean, you, you never, um... It's almost like you're not winning. You're keeping something at bay. You're you're prolonging an inevitable outcome. Maintaining the zero. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And you know, you guys have been chosen for your own personal reasons to be part of Delta Green and the program and, and whatnot. But it's for as much as you know now, it's almost as though it's it's taken a bit of your real estate of who you are, of your soul. With respect to that jar with the uh the dragonfly mosquito thing in it and the gold cube. Do did we keep those? No, McNamara took those, took possession of those. <laughs> Remember, he was a uh, he was sent as a yeah. friend from one of the uh, I think through Sacramento's uh, FBI office, but he was a friendly to the program, so that's why he was able to come in and lend his assistance. By the way, for the listeners, I'm referring to Future Perfect Part One of our last scenario we ran uh he he said that he would clean up everything that was going on as well as go back to the hotel where you guys had stayed and clean up all that so you guys could get your asses out of there uh but all that stuff you don't know where it wound up only that he took possession of it and said he would cleanse the area all right well i hope you hope he did his job <laughs> <laughs> Well, you've managed to stay off whatever was coming for between seven to eight weeks since that. that 78 all, weeks? Yeah, seven to eight <laughs> weeks since that whole thing went down. And basically that's that's how long this has been going on for since your last excursion with the program. So the wheels touch down in Tampa International Airport. And after about 45 minutes, you've requisitioned your rental car and hit the road. Weather is humid, and the recent rain has done nothing to cool the hot August day. But with your navigation plotting its quickest course, uh, it takes you hardly any time at all to find your way to the Tampa Greenfield Holiday Inn. As you pull into the parking lot, you see a huge sign that floats above the entrance of the hotel. It says, the Tampa Greenfield Holiday Inn welcomes the Burke Torrance Real Estate Seminar. You guys park your car, and even before you make your way to the threshold of this of this hotel, you can see that the lobby is already just packed with people in suits, men and women, all in their, their best. Let me show you a, a property uh, attire. All right, are you okay, uh, Polly? I mean, coming from California, do you need to mask up or anything like that? 
<laughs> well, this is like what, 2005? What? <laughs> oh, that's right. It's not what? <laughs> Try to get that skull. That's all that's left. Yeah. Uh, well, that's we, right. I scanned the area looking for a familiar face or someone who looks like they're looking for us. Yeah, Pick no your... need to look around. He'll find us, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Maybe in the bathroom again. Maybe. <laughs> like last time. <laughs> as you guys make your way towards the hotel, you see that as you enter the lobby, there's a Denny's inside the, the hotel or the, the inn itself. Uh, you see plenty of these real estate agents basically pouring out also from the bar inside that Denny's. And it's just, there's, there must be 60, 70 people in this just in the, the lobby of this, it's probably day one of whatever's been going on. Why don't everybody make a search roll for me? Or if you have a search skill above 35%, let me know. I do not have a search skill above 35%. Uh, fail, 45. Okay. 34. 34? 34. Is, is that a pass? No. <laughs> Actually, I'd make it a pass for what I'm looking for, though. Um, as the both of you are looking over the the crowd, looking for a familiar face who you've been dealing with several times, Paul, you notice a woman making her way towards you. She's an attractive woman, making her way out of the bar. She's got salt and pepper, shoulder length hair, and stands about five foot three. She's not lithe, but she's she's more compact kind of gives you the uh, appearance of like a powerhouse woman. And she's not deviating her course. She's heading straight towards you. Both of you. You notice this? Because if he doesn't, I, let him up. I notice someone who's not lithe, uh, but compact. She stops <laughs> about two feet from the both of you, eyes both of you, and says, uh, Paulo Odesso? Ichimaru Kimura, will you follow me, please? She starts, yes, ma'am. She doesn't wait for your answer. She just turns and starts heading towards where the Holiday Inn would maintain its conference rooms. And she heads towards one of the rooms that says the Pine Room above it. She opens the door, gestures for the two of you to come in. As you guys come in, she closes the door. And it, the room is, is lit as though, you know, most rooms have two switches both of them will turn all the lights on one will only turn like every other bank on yeah that's how it is right now only one of the switches has been engaged so the light in here is is more low lit softer on the eyes and she turns and she looks at both of you and she says call me anna and she extends her hand and you could tell that she has these large powerful hands and she gestures to shake each of your hand in turn I'll give her a good handshake. Yeah, just give feel her, her. She's got muscles in her hands, and she's brief and to the point. She walks towards a lone table that's at the back of the room and says, A friendly called in a possible unnatural incident after seeing a restricted symbol on the door of the Bernier residence. We were notified post-haste and for good reason. She lifts up the lid on this laptop and there are three icons on the desktop. 
There's an MPEG, a JPEG, and a PDF. She looks at you, Polly, and she says, open the MPEG, please. Okay, you'll open it. You hear the double click, and the screen comes alive <laughs> <laughs> with a man and a woman behind a desk in a newsroom. One of the two talking heads, the woman in her mid-twenties, begins to describe a hate crime in Tampa, and the screen then shows a two-story house with an unusual mark on the front door. She begins... Earlier this week, the residents earlier this week the residence recently purchased by the Bernier family was vandalized by what police are calling a hate crime. The unusual mark appeared during the middle of the night, and its mysterious connotations have neighbors wondering if they should be worried if their house is next. The camera zooms out, and you can see the front door in its entirety. And I'm actually going to send you text of what this mark looks like as I describe it. The mark appears to be an oblong circle cut into the door. It's about two and a half feet wide at its widest with three hmm. lines in its upper right. Inside the oblong circle is a smaller circle with a single line within it. The mark seems to have been drawn with what appears to be blood and some other grotesque uh, liquid matter that has probably dried and basically completely discolored the tan front door of the Bernier home. While you watch the brief clip play out, she hands you a dossier and says, this is what we have on the Bernier family. And she has her own copy and basically tells you that Tim Bernier, who's the the man of the house, he's a 49-year-old African-American male. He's a microchip designer for a company called Altex Microelectronics. Uh, he makes a good living. His wife, Evelyn Bernier, is a Caucasian female woman. She has a part-time job, but is basically mother to her husband's two children that he had had from a previous marriage. There's a young boy. His name is Chad. African-American male, 16 years old, who uh, goes to a high school. And the youngest daughter, Catherine Bernier, 10 years old, uh, African-American. Apparently, she is deaf in both ears. But according to her transcripts, she is an excellent student. As she watches you two look over the dossier, she says, Our analysis believe this mark pertains to a symbol for a deity worshipped by Greek mystery called Kor, Kos, or Yas, about which very little is known. However, the mark has hypogeometric connotations, which the agency believes is serious enough to warrant a full investigation. So as of now, your standing orders are threefold. Number one, we need you to identify the origin of the mark as to who put it there and remove all vectors pertaining to it. Two, you need to get to know the Berniers, who they are and why they were the subject of this mark. And three, because we know the Berniers believe this has to be some kind of mundane harassment, I recommend you use the federal hate crime angle during your cleanup of this assignment. 
Are there any questions? Sorry, the third portion was a recommendation or an order? It is a recommendation. However, you choose to present your cleanup to make sure that none of the parties are none the wiser as to this being a significant of significant interest to the agency is up to you. Uh, but the fewer people that know, the better. And those people that do know, you need to somehow sanitize that. Whether it's to interact some misdirection of what they believe it is, or take an ulterior method, if you know what I mean. But Are keep your personal any... cleanup down to a minimum. Are we going to be given any equipment, identification, phone? You will be staying here in the inn. We have a few things for you in your room. As far as communications, she hands you a, a burner phone and says, there's a number in this phone. It will connect you directly to me. I'm not your mommy. I don't know who your previous case handlers were, but only call me if it's necessary. And I prefer that you only call me when you've wrapped this up. She looks down at her own personal phone and she says, excuse me a moment, I have to take this. And she walks out of the room. As she leaves the room, she leaves the laptop behind. Let's take a look at that laptop. All right. Yeah, there were two other files, right? There were. Uh, you could make a uh, a SIG int check. I have a 0%, so what do I... I got a 40. And I rolled a 63. So no chance of knowing what's going on there. Okay, you're not too knowledgeable about what's going on with this computer. Ichimaru, you... It's a computer. More brute force. Yeah, it's it might be made by your ancestors, but you know nothing else about that. Um, I have but, a computer science uh, familiarity. Give me that then. Let's see if you might know something about computer science. Okay. I got a 53 on that one. Okay. And I old a 58. Joy. <laughs> I am Burn busy. that coin. Burn that coin. Yeah. Burn the coin? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> my one to bloom already yeah so not knowing too much about computers tell me how you what you want to do with the computer there are two other files that you haven't opened one's a jpeg and one's a uh, a pdf well, let's or open the jpeg anything. that should be a photograph so let's just see what that is okay the jpeg is a, a close-up of the mark itself only it, it appears to be much closer than the passing of the cameraman for the news crew why don't you go ahead and make an occult roll for me, unless you have an occult of 60% or better. I got 10% on occult. Me too. 74. I am just all 56. over the place today. Do you say 6 or 56? 56. 56. Okay. So neither one of you have seen a mark like this before. Mm -hmm. uh, let me know if you have an unnatural roll. Of 30% or more. Unnatural. Unnatural. I do not. No. I have a zero. What do you have? Does this look like a language? Like it's a foreign language or something? Well, it would be a, or is it just a symbol or possibly a part of a language? As far as its 
pertinence to the occult, you are unfamiliar if that what it may pertain to. Why don't you go ahead and make me an unnatural roll? I rolled a zero zero. Zero zero what? Or one hundred? Zero zero. hundred. I rolled oh. a zero zero. So that is an ultimate critical fail. You're not even sure each is standing next to you. <laughs> but one, one thing that the two of you do know is that looking at this mark, uh, it leaves you with an unsettling feeling in your stomach, whether the mark itself is bringing that out in you or whether it's just the, the premise that you've been called in to deal with this mark, almost like a sense of urgency that you, you almost need to get out there and see it boots on the ground and be there. You know, earlier description said it was cut into the door. Was it actually yes. cut into the door or drawn on the door? From the picture, you really can't tell. It looks like something might have scribed it in, but you really can't tell from a picture. You would uh, you would have to go and physically see it. Gotcha. Yeah, it looks clawed in, but some of the areas just looks like it's painted. Okay, what about um, the other file, the PDF? The PDF? Double-click that. And you see that it's a police report. And the police report says that the uh, the composition of the mark is blood and effluvia, Ugh. which is a mixture of cat, lizard, and small rodent innards. You can. It also <clears throat> says that it looks as though the mark may have been created with some kind of a claw, horn, mm -hmm. or some kind of a dull instrument. Is the blood human? According to the forensics that are part of the police file, it does not say that any human blood was part of it. It, all appear, it only appears to be animals that were named as being part of the effluvia. Okay. Of course, it talks about the street address and the, the, the residents there. And this and then, happened when? This happened the night before last. Okay, so the night tonight... If something is marked the night before last, we could maybe expect that tonight is some, someone will be there to, to be called by the mark, potentially. So how far away from us are we to there? And what from, time is it now? From the Holiday Inn to the residence? Yeah. Well, the time right now is probably about 3, 3.30 because of the traveling of the flight and what time you guys left first thing in the morning it would put you about 3 30 right now after a straight flight through the residence is probably about 15 minutes from the the holiday inn it's actually in tampa as well okay uh, which then, department took the report is it a sheriff's department or a local police department police department is the name of the officer at the bottom of the report Actually, you know, I'm going to say it was the sheriff's department. Okay. Because as somebody who lives in Tampa, that's what you see as sheriff. Gotcha. Which is funny because I don't know why the AP didn't pick up on that. <laughs> <laughs> so the name of the deputy who took the report, is it there? Yes. Okay. What's the name? Officer. Archer. <laughs> Officer Mand. <laughs> deputy Mand. Sammy. Gotcha. They can't see it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Officer Mand. Sheriff real, Mand. 
real quick from the report, can I get um, the names of Mr. and Mrs. Son, Daughter, Garn, uh, Bernier? Sure. Uh, actually, it would only have been the father off the police report. Oh, okay. The What's father's name? name was uh, Timothy Bernier. Okay. It is French. Yeah, like, I spelled it correct. Good deal. <laughs> uh, he did mention that his wife, Evie, which is short for Evelyn, and it doesn't make a mention of the children, but from the dossier that you still have in your hand, the son's name was Chad, and the, da right. the daughter's name was Catherine. Okay. All right. Let's and they're go from his that. previous wife, not his current wife. This is his current wife. But the children are from his previous. That's correct. Okay. Anything so, else in the computer? Any other files we could access? No, in fact, tell me what you want to do with the computer. Well, if it's a regular laptop operating off the Windows system, I'd try to go to the little window in the corner and see my computer and pull down any files if there's anything on it. Okay, as you click on it, you notice there are no other files on this computer. There's no games, there's no other documents, there's no programs, there's nothing other than what it would have taken to run that MPEG, which is Windows video whatever they're using for their their it's probably win player five back then we, the Paul, are we supposed to leave this here or can we take it with us i think we take it with us why not okay now it's been a few minutes maybe like 10 minutes and you notice she has not returned yeah i don't expect her to come back <laughs> all right let's grab the laptop and go to our room see what they've given us a few okay. things i want to bring up Polly. so mm -hmm. If I'm just reading into it, this this mark could be made by anything, but also there's an ex-wife involved. We don't know how they ended up. Could be something there. Um, also, since the Catherine is is deaf, I would like to spend some time before we go meeting them, um, looking up how to say things like hello or my name is Ichimura with sign language. I don't know hey, if she I'm signs. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if she signs at all. So it, it might be something to help break the barrier, though, to break the ice. Um, Sounds good. You know, well, leads a lot of way into their competence. I'm curious to see what they gave us, what kind of IDs, and if there's anything mm -hmm. else. Okay. So after a few moments, you guys coordinate your plan, make your way to the register. I'm sorry, the register, the front desk where you register in. You see one of the younger uh, mid-twenties individual. He looks at you and says, hey, you know, what can I do for you, sirs? Are you here, are you here for the for this big shindig that everybody's here for? You guys at real, Realtors as well? I mean, this place is really popping. We just asked, uh, check who, in. who reservations in or Ichimura or uh, Odessa? Odessa? Yeah, I, I have one for each of you. I, Mr. Odesso yes, and your you. partner, <laughs> Kimura. <laughs> Enjoy. It's room 201. Thank you. And so. 202. We have, you said he had two rooms for us? Nope. Single bed, no. single studio room. <laughs> <laughs> one towel. <laughs> one towel, one tub. The love tub suite, sir. <laughs> I get some change for the bed, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Complimentary. 
<laughs> Big old silver dollar. <laughs> <clears throat> so you guys make your way to your room, open it up, and inside you see that there are two um, soup cases. You know, the kind of like a like a dry garment bag. Yeah, that would hold suits or whatever. Two of them are laying on the bed. Okay. okay. As we well as a up. billfold on on each one of them. Sweet per diem. Yep. So as you open up the billfold, there's one for you, Ichimaru, Ichimaru, uh, and as for you as well, Polly. That damn name. I've had trouble with that name. I have to kill you off just so that you could pick Ichi. a name that's easier to say. Ichi. Ichi. Um, Ichi. What's in the billfold? IDs, FBI credentials. And then you unzip them, and you see that you have tailor-made suits oh. in these bags as, as well. Cool. One for each one of you, and they look as though they definitely have your size down. Maybe when they were probably sizing you up for the coffin, you'll be laid to rest in. Maybe. Oh, yeah. joy. Possibly. Anything else besides IDs and the good suits? Uh, there is a card, like a credit card, uh, and that's it. Do you want to watch some movies? <laughs> so no weapons or anything, right? No weapons. Okay. No weapons. All right. Well, I say we get dressed and put on our FBI or use our FBI credentials and our credit card. And uh, we'll go out to the house first or each. Did you want to spend a little few minutes do we, uh, the internet on sign language? Well, no, I'm just going to do that while we're, while we're driving or whatever, you know, and, and again, it's not, looking up how to communicate it's basically how to say hi or some funny thing that may open yeah may open a, a door there to the kid being more open to talk um or the parents being more open to talk now so these people found this on their door and from what uh anna said we want to sort of get an angle with them and play it's the, a hate crime angle is that correct, Polly? Yeah, and, that is and, correct. And GM, if you have. <laughs> um, well, the hate crime damn it. federal jurisdiction because um, as, the FBI can investigate hate crimes. And that, okay. that's that's the whole purpose for you being able to get your foot in the door with that. And we want to play it up as that. Is that correct? Yes. You can play it up however you want. I don't know if you're, you're talking to Polly uh, both or, or me. Polly, but you know, this is out of game right now. This okay. Is, they just want you to they want to they want you to try to find a way to clean this up and use whatever angle you think would be best uh, all right they didn't dissuade you from discrediting anybody either okay you this is saying? just kids who don't know how to draw and that kind of possibly stuff. you know it could mm -hmm. but at some point you'll probably have to pin this on somebody or something who knows or, or try to make right. it just go away maybe create a bigger story than this problem is the mark is out there Right. So bottom line for us is the only way the feds get jurisdiction is to investigate it as a hate crime. Otherwise, it would just simply be a local crime the sheriff's department would handle. Since we have FBI credentials, the only hook for us is to say hate crime. But so the reality is say, you, you guys aren't FBI. Right. You know, that that's just your the way sheriffs of there may question us being there. And we know how that goes with brother Polly here yeah <laughs> so well we may have to <clears throat> use that card there was if you recollect a couple missions back after you dealt with the the danglers 
with the the winged servitor and stuff uh, after you guys bailed out of Glenridge when you guys were in the airport ready to fly back home you saw on the news that somebody had that the house had burned to the ground with the entire family inside mm-hmm. that's right yeah you know and you don't know who that was that could have been the people from the from the Who's March technology bitch? people the one possibly faction? yeah yeah you know who knows that bitch still owes me coffee too I think her name was Mar- Maria Thornhill Ravencroft or something yeah <laughs> Thornhill <laughs> Ravencroft um, Polly one thing too we may want to look for and I'm sure that the locals have already done that is security footage ring oh they don't have ring back then do they um, you know but across the neighbors street the neighbors do they have some kind of is this a bad neighborhood or a good neighborhood the neighborhood that they moved into yeah it's probably higher in because from from the police report, the guy makes a good coin. He's in tech, yeah. Yeah. So and I would how imagine. How long have they been there? They just got uh, in. Yeah. yeah, they just moved in. I'm going to say that the police report had said that they moved in three weeks ago. Okay, so long yeah, enough. So they're maybe really for... new to the neighborhood. They probably still got stuff in boxes. Long it, enough for. Do we have the demographics available for the area? Yeah. It's a mixed demographic. There, it's not one. It's not predominant, one race or, or other way. Uh, yeah, but we're going to have to build on it, saying in essence, they're being targeted because they're black. That's that's going to be our. Well, own. they're not all black. Yeah, they're half. The fact that that's even. Or worse. the wife is. We'll black. use that as a, we'll use that as an aggravating factor. Are the kids? Was his previous wife black as well? Or are the kids like? Uh, it doesn't half say. white. Okay. You, well, I'm it just doesn't say in the police report. Yeah, I'm just. I guess we'll see potentially when we get there i'm just thinking of angles of like kids at school that maybe could be harassing because you know mom and dad are mixed or something like that um well it's easy enough to find out too who the ex-wife is and find out how they're well i don't know if it'd be easy but find out if they had a bad breakup how long ago and that kind of stuff well, that may be true, but then the symbol is the problem. That seems to put it out of the revenge. That puts it out of the petty revenge category. The symbol is, you know, unique to, well, it may not be unique, but it's certainly occult-based, and that puts it in our our, bail, our wheelhouse. Bail, yeah. Wheelhouse. Well, if it's a, a creature that put it there, that's one thing. But if it's occultists that put it there, it's Florida, man. Who knows what's going on? <laughs> ha, whatever. Texas Lassage of Florida. That's from his mountains. I'm still here in occupied California, man. <laughs> well, so, you should be really right, safe. Well, let's get in the car. What's your temperature there right now, Sammy? My temperature, it's it's nice today. It's um it was 46. Ooh. She was like 19 the other day. Can't see. 77. All right, along the coast. <laughs> East Coast, yeah. East side. That's the problem with this, out this here. background. is It's beautiful, but everything gets mm-hmm. lost if you. You just have to put stuff in front of you. I don't you know, know even that doesn't phone. work. <laughs> there we go. Sammy, you should check your phone. That's where Ryder sent us the symbol. No, I have it. Yeah, I see um, it. And that's uh, Ichimoto. Um, oh, get it. So right. we need to figure out how to get there. Do we? Maybe we go to the desk and find out if. Uh, we have a rent a car or anything like that or you still have the car you you borrow or rented from oh. the airport so oh, okay that's right that's right okay and there is a residence in the in the police report it's uh three five nine one 
Northridge Avenue in Tampa, Florida. It's not your home, is it? No. All right, so we drip on out there. Um, each, how do you want to play this? I say we, we play it straight. We're FBI agents investigating the so, possibility of a hate crime based upon racial profiling demographics. So you guys it, are going to head on so. out there now? Is that what, what we're going to do? Yeah. Okay. Do we want to go to the residence first or try? We probably want to avoid the sheriffs. Wait till they bug us to yeah. engage. Well, we can always go to them after we get more information from the family. Yeah. Okay. So you guys going to hit the road? We'll hit yeah. the road. Okay. You guys should be getting at 35 North 1, 3591 Northridge Avenue. At the beginning of next session. <laughs> That's right. It's been an hour, hasn't it? Thank you for joining us once again on Roll the Hard 20 Podcast. Remember, you can find us and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Podcasts, and Audible. And if you like what you're listening to, leave us that five-star rating and review. We've also got a YouTube channel at Roll the Hard 20, so if you're into watching, head on over there and hit that like bell, and don't forget to subscribe. We can also be found in the wild on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, so don't forget to check us out and look for us out there. You can also contact the show directly at RollTheHard20Podcast at gmail.com or head on over to the website at RollTheHard20Podcast.com where you can also download the current show directly and view our archives and galleries. we got a lot of interesting stuff posted there, so head on over. And finally, join us on our Patreon page at Patreon.com slash RollTheHard20Podcast where you can become a hard slinger and pick up swag. So, until next session, keep your dice warm and your glass topped off as you roll those hard 20s.